0: welcome to the winning never sleeps fantasy football podcast i'm your host brian o'donnell today is july 6th 2023 we got a special show for you today instead of a mock draft monday it's a mock draft thursday we're going to be picking out of the third slot on a uh a yahoo mock draft uh which is my personally uh preferred platform but first an ad from our sponsor I want to tell you about a new company, FantasySportsDocs.com, doing something no one has ever seen before in the fantasy football space. I know that almost every league, including those that I play in has a trophy belt or ring for the champion fantasy has come up with something that's incredibly unique, affordable 30 for 30 style documentaries about your league's playoffs. I know what you're thinking. This has to be expensive, right? Wrong. Prices start at less than $20 per team in a standard 10 or 12 team league. In fact, some leagues low $79, I and mean, that's an incredible deal. It has to be time consuming, right? Wrong. It only takes about three to five minutes per playoff team per round where you answer a series of questions on their easy to use video interview platform. You can even do as many takes as you want before you submit your final submission. Just imagine it's your year. It's your first or your 10th championship. A trophy or a belt is nice, but you can't watch it again. It just sits on your desk collecting dust. You can't taunt your teammates from hundreds of miles away by sending them a link to the video just to remind them of your championship. Trophies and belts don't tell your playoff story, but a fantasy sports doc does. Check them out at fantasysportsdocs.com today. NFL News. All right, so before we get to the mock draft, just want to touch on a couple of NFL news stories. ESPN's Jeremy Fowler reports the Jets have done their homework on free agent Dalvin Cook. I don't think this is much – this isn't much additional news. Obviously, we knew the Jets had interest in Dalvin Cook. They obviously had Brees Hall coming off an ACL injury. The timetable on Brees Hall's exact return is a little unclear. From a fantasy standpoint, I certainly hope Dalvin Cook does not end up on the Jets. I do think that if the Jets got Dalvin Cook, it would significantly enhance their offense and make them a better real NFL team. Uh, But hopefully he doesn't land in New York from a fantasy perspective. And the only other news, uh, the other thing is sort of fantasy relevant, is Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell said K.J. Osborne has been a real standout during offseason practices. So. Interestingly, over the team's last four games last year, he caught twenty-five passes for three hundred and twenty-five yards and two touchdowns. He was not super productive. Jordan Addison has some sort of undisclosed injury right now, and he's missed all of the offseason activities. I really like Jordan Addison's talent, but I, I think it's interesting that KJ Osborne is having a good, good uh, mini camp. It's just something to to put in the back of your head to keep an eye on. Um, obviously, if Jordan Addison, if this injury that he's carrying is something that extends into the season, KJ Osborne could have early season value and it could hinder Jordan Addison's uh, potential value to more of a late season uh, boom kind of candidate as opposed to you know him having a great rookie season from start to finish. So just something to keep an eye on. Now let's get over to that mock draft. Okay, so this mock draft, 12 team mock draft, picking out of the three slot. A couple episodes ago, uh, I posed the hypothetical of what would you rather do if you're drafting out of the two or the three slot, right? It's either you go receiver early and you you try to build that as a strength, or do you go running back early? My personal preference is to go running back early. Um, So we're going to see how this shakes out. I'm going to go off of my rankings. So to give you an idea of my, off of my rankings, I have Christian McCaffrey, number one, Austin Eckler, number two, Saquon, number three. McCaffrey went first off the board, followed by Austin Eckler. So in this particular scenario, I'm going to take Saquon Barkley because I want to see how my team looks with Saquon as the pick there. Justin Jefferson went four. Bijan Robinson, five. Jamar Chase went six. Jonathan Taylor, seventh. Travis Kelsey, eighth. Cooper Cup ninth, Tyreek Hill 10th. So at this point, you know, if I'm the players that I'm targeting, my highest ranked players available uh, at this point are Derrick Henry, Tony Pollard. Now I know on this platform, they are ranked somewhere in that 16 to 17 range. And so there might be an opportunity for one of them to be there coming back around, but I'm not banking on it. So at this point, I've taken one running back. I've said on a previous podcast, I really like to walk out of the first three rounds with at least two running backs. So at this point, I'm sort of mapping ahead and I want to see who might be there at the running back position at my next two picks because they will be coming fairly close together around that 2 3 term. So Tony Pollard's off the board at 12, uh, J- Josh Jacobs, number 13, Stefan Diggs, 14, Devontae Adams, 15. And there goes Derrick Henry at number 16. So I'm about five picks away from, from my turn. Uh, right now, the best players left on my board are A.J. Brown, who just went at number 19, uh, Amon Ra, Sam Brown, Jalen Waddell, So if I'm just looking ahead, seeing what running backs might be available for me. So it's my turn. Brees Hall is still available. Travis Etienne, Jalen Waddle, Najee Harris. So at this point, I think I want to take the best player left on my board. And right now, that would be Jalen Waddle. And I'm hoping on the, at the three, I'm hoping to take either Brees Hall, Najee Harris, one of those running backs. Brees Hall just went number 23, so probably unlikely that I can get an ATN or a Harris. I have Najee Harris ranked higher. In fact, the highest player left on my board at the moment is Najee Harris followed by Mark Andrews. So Najee Harris is still available. And Najee Harris will be the pick. So first three rounds, I've gone Saquon Barkley, Jalen Waddell, and Najee Harris. After Harris, ATN went right away at twenty-eight by Kenneth Walker, Jalen Hurts, T. Higgins. Josh Allen is the quarterback to go off the board, number 32. So we're approaching the end of the third round. My highest-rated player available is still Mark Andrews. I would love it if Mark Andrews was still available by the time I get to my pick. I think it's unlikely, given that uh, it's about 11 picks away. So this is sort of the range where once I have my two running backs and I feel set at the position, Mark Andrews just went number 36. So at this point, tight end is off the table. This is not a range where I'm taking a TJ Hawkinson or, or one of the other tight ends in this, in this uh, range of the draft. My philosophy is I either take, take them early or I take them later. So, After Andrews went Hopkins, Lamar Jackson, J.K. Dobbins, and Miles Sanders. A little rich from Miles Sanders, not not the biggest uh, proponent of of Miles Sanders. But there's a couple intriguing players that are that are coming up now. So typically when I'm playing, I play one quarterback, two receivers, two running backs, a flex, a tight end, defensive kicker. Obviously, defensive kicker is going to go you know, as late as possible. So at this point, I really am viewing this as I'm either drafting my second receiver, I'm drafting a quarterback, or I would draft another running back to potentially be my flex. And that would give me the additional flexibility of if there's an injury to one of my running backs, I still feel really good about the position, right? So that's typically my strategy. So it's my turn now. Highest ranked player on my board is Keenan Allen. So I'm a little torn at the moment. Uh, And I went with Keenan Allen. So now I have Keenan Allen, Jalen Waddell, Saquon Barkley, Najee Harris. Okay, two picks away. After that, it went Hawkinson, Jameer Gibbs, Amari Cooper. Now a player that I do really like uh, that is still available is um, James Connor. I think it's obvious that he's going to get a lot of work uh, in. He's going to get a ton of work. I also really like Dalvin cook. Obviously Dalvin cook doesn't have a team yet. So that'd be somebody I would shy away from at this point in time. Um, Alexander Madison is a guy who I also have in this, in this range. So, if I'm looking at the quarterbacks that are available at the moment, you know, my highest ranked quarterback available is Justin Herbert. And that is going to be my pick right now. So I'm going with a Keenan Allen, Justin Herbert stack. Again, you know, in terms of the quarterbacks, uh, you know, uh, I went over the rankings previously, but, you know, I have Justin Herbert as my sixth ranked quarterback. Uh, he's in that grouping with, uh, with Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Justin Fields, and and, and a guy who I really like this season in Aaron Rodgers. But the only quarterback in my tier two that was left, apart from Aaron Rodgers, was Justin Herbert. So uh, that's why I pulled the trigger. I really, really want to walk away with one of those eight quarterbacks as my quarterback this season. Um, I think that there's obviously high high high-end upside with that that third-tier quarterback, the Prescott, Lawrence, to a Daniel Jones type of grouping. But I, my preference is to take the sure thing. And I think the, the top eight are as, as sure thing as, as they come. So at this point, uh, taking a look, after I took Herbert, Trevor Lawrence went off the board, Debo Samuel, James Conner, Cam Akers, DJ Moore, Tyler Lockett, David Montgomery. So David Montgomery, he's he's a tough one for me because he's not the most explosive player Um I've had him, he's helped me win fantasy championships in the past. He, he typically showed up really well in the month of December. Um, you know, got a lot of goal line kind of touches, uh, touchdowns over, over the last couple of playoff, uh, playoff runs. You know, if he's taking over the Jamal Williams role in Detroit, that could be great for him. I mean, he's a really good pass walker as well, but I think that they're more looking at Jameer Gibbs to to fill in on passing downs. But if we're looking at maybe what the saints used to do with Latavius Murray and an Alvin Kamara, or, you know, whatever combination of, of running backs, that was an offensive system or style that was able to accommodate multiple running backs to be fantasy relevant because of the way one of the running backs was so heavily used in the passing game. So if Jameer Gibbs is more of an Alvin Kamara side, David Montgomery could have really good value this year, especially if they're on the field together, because, Gibbs would have to be somebody you would account for. The only problem is we don't know, you know, saying somebody is Alvin Kamara is fine in theory. But Alvin Kamara is a, a great player. I mean, you know, regardless of the off the field issue, you know, great player on the field um, and and somebody who I think would have a ton more value this year if if he didn't have the suspension, the suspension looming. All right, so a little update on how the mock is going. David Montgomery, Terry McLaurin, Drake London, Isaiah Pacheco at number 61, Alexander Madison at 62. I think that's really good value. You're looking at a guy in around six, uh, followed by two tight ends, Dallas Goddard and Kyle Pitts. Uh, then Rashad White at number 65. A couple picks away from uh, from me at this point just taking a look at who is available compared to my rankings. I have Justin Herbert, Jalen Waddell, Keenan Allen, Saquon Barkley, Najee Harris. So at this point, I'm looking to fill in my flex or my tight end. If I feel like there's a tight end who has the value there, Uh, the highest rated tight end available for me based off of my rankings is Evan Ingram. then there's also still Darren Waller, Pat Fryermuth, and then those rookie tight ends that I really like as well. So I feel like this is going to be a situation where I'm waiting. Um, I'm going to wait a little bit on tight end and then try to create some sort of double up uh, later on in the the draft. I'm just looking at the highest ranked player on my board at the moment. It is Dalvin Cook. Obviously the issue with Dalvin Cook is that he does not have a team at the moment. So my next highest ranked player uh, remaining. Christian Watson just went off the board. So in this scenario, my next highest ranked player is actually Mike Evans. So I'm going to take Mike Evans to be my flex. And that creates a Justin Herbert, Jalen Waddell, Mike Evans, Saquon Barkley, Najee Harris, and then as my flex, Keenan Allen. So outside of tight end, I've I've essentially established my my starting positions. Mike Evans is my number 20th ranked receiver. Uh, Given some of the issues that Baker Mayfield has with, with accuracy at times, I think that I would much rather the jump ball deep threat than the rhythm the rhythm player, the rhythm uh, receiver who was more about the route running and, and being hit in stride. Uh, you know, obviously Godwin had incredible value with Tom Brady, but I, I would not describe Baker Mayfield as anything close to Tom Brady. So my turn again, this time in round seven. Still need a tight end. Highest ranked tight end on the board is Evan Ingram. followed by Dalton Schultz and Darren Waller. I think I can wait. I think I can wait, and this time I'm going to take a a flyer on DeAndre Swift. So I took DeAndre Swift. Obviously, good situation now that he's in Philly. He's obviously had the injury bug. Uh, to this point in his career, however, this is a home run type swing. If this, if he can produce Miles Sanders type value, and I know they signed Rashad Penny as well, but DeAndre Swift, in terms of his points per touch throughout his career, has been great. The issue with him is that he's had a very difficult time staying healthy. In Philly now, part of a great offense. If, he's, if he could contribute anything like Miles Sanders, then, then he would have a ton of value. It also provides me a third running back, a little insurance policy in case something happens to Barkley and Harris. Um, while I feel good about my starters, I, I now have some flexibility there because I feel like I can wait on the tight end position. So after Swift went, uh, we're looking at uh, Evan Ingram went off the board, followed by Brian Robinson, Rashad Penny. Deontay Johnson, Michael Pittman, James Cook, Deshaun Watson. I see, I don't understand the James Cook. I, I'm not understanding the, the James Cook buzz, right? Even in college, he had limited touches. He was not a guy that caught the ball much. I, I, sorry, he did catch the ball a lot, but he didn't he didn't really contribute in the running game an awful lot. They did sign Damian Harris, and I believe Latavius Murray. So they have the bangers for between the tackles has Josh Allen showed a real desire to throw to throw to his running backs? I, I don't believe so. So I'm a little bit confused by that, that, that that one's a little head scratching to me in terms of why people are valuing him as high as they are. I, I don't believe that he will be fantasy relevant whatsoever. I mean, I, I really don't. So again, very confusing to me, but, but a lot of people are in on him. Uh, You know, this is the part of mocks and stuff or where our drafts in general, if you're in a home league where idiots start taking defenses. Um, I, I don't care what defense it is. No defense should be drafted in the eighth round right now. San Francisco just went off the board and then the jets went off the board. So, I mean, if you learn anything from me, learn, that. find a defense ranked somewhere between five and 10 that you really like the likelihood is that they'll be there in about round 13 or so. The idiots will take the, the defenses early. There's no reason to do that. Number one, the top defenses barely outscore the middle of the pack defenses, and you're much more better off just streaming streaming the position. Okay, so back to seeing what tight ends are available. Dalton Schultz is still available. Pat Fryermuth is available. I'm going to take Dalton Schultz. But again, this is this is with the mindset that I'm going to come back around and take one of the rookie or second-year tight ends later on. So that grouping, as we talked about, uh, the Greg Dulcich, Quanquo, uh, Kwo, uh, Dalton Kincaid, Sam Laporta, Michael Mayer that that grouping of of, uh, of players. Okay, so after Dolphin Schultz went, Gabe Davis, Jordan Addison, Samaje P. Ryan, and Justin Tucker. Again, you could take somebody taking a kicker in the ninth round. It's just it's beyond retarded. I, I sorry, I, that's that's a word that's taboo these days. Um, it's it's an unintelligent thing to do under any circumstance. Okay, so my turn again, um, this time, want a little bit more flexibility at the wide receiver position. Uh, my highest ranked wide receiver remaining at this point uh, was Hidarius Tony. No, my apologies. My highest ranked receiver was uh, George Pickens. So at this point, I'm going to take George Pickens. Um, and uh, had he been unavailable, I would have taken Kadarius Tony. So the pick was George Pickens. So at this point, through round nine, I've gone Justin Herbert, Jalen Waddell, Mike Evans, Saquon Barkley, Najee Harris, Dalton Schultz, DeAndre Swift, Keenan Allen, and now George Pickens. So doing what i like to do i i I like to make sure that i have three running backs that i feel confident in or at least two with some guys on the bench with high end upside Um, i would like to add some more to that to that grouping i feel really good about the three receivers that I, i plan on starting i also have george pickens high upside bench guy i do have pickens and tony very closely ranked together tony was really good when he played for Kansas City last year. But again, just like a guy like DeAndre Swift, it's not about it's not about what he does with the ball. It's about can he stay on the field? Um, it's been a big problem for him in his career, but as we saw uh, late last year, he he definitely flashed a lot um, in the playoffs. So as of right now, top ranked players still on the board, Jamal Williams, AJ Dillon, David Njoku. Now, I'm, not, I'm not a big, you know, I'm not a big uh fan of AJ Dillon, although I could see them really relying on the running game this year, um, especially given the quarterback situation. Um, I'm I'm more targeting a running back in this range. I, 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 I do like Jamal Williams, although he just went off the board uh several picks before me. It's round 10. You know, I think he's got the potential to to be the, the batter and ram um that he that he typically has been. He's somebody who has had fantasy relevance on and off throughout his career. Um, you know, another player who's still still available is Ezekiel Elliott. Where is he gonna land? You know, I know that a team like Cincinnati has said that they're not interested in signing a veteran like that, but if if things don't work out between them and Joe Mixon, I could see Ezekiel Elliott being an option there. Um We've also heard him link to a couple other playoff type teams. I don't know if he's trying to bypass training camp or what exactly the deal is there. But, you know, I, the sooner he gets signed, the the better. Um, another rookie running back, Kendra Miller at of TCU. You know, I just talked about Jamal Williams, but you know, Miller was the guy that I like coming out in this draft. And, and if, if anything happens to Jamal Williams, there could definitely be an opportunity for Kendra Miller. Um, so, if I was looking at a player like that, I'm looking at him as a as a high upside potential kind of guy. One of the situations where I've I've ranked a, a bunch of guys very closely together. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I, I'm a I'm a Bears fan. Um, their running back situation last year. I had great success on teams where I drafted both David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert. Um, They, when they played, they were both highly productive and, you know, there was a, a pretty consistent when, when they were both healthy, David Montgomery got the touches and, but Khalil Herbert still had a little, some standalone value and he had great value when, when David Montgomery wasn't there. Now Herbert's already off the board, but Chicago is in a weird spot right now because they signed Deontay Foreman and they drafted Roshan Johnson out of Texas. Now, Roshan Johnson, pretty much what you're going to say is who cares about a you know fourth round rookie running back? Well, the, ba- the Bears think very highly of him. He was an exceptional pass blocker in college, and I would argue. The reason why he wasn't a higher pick than he ended up being was because he was B. John Robinson's backup. You know, as we've seen over the course of uh, careers, there were guys who backed up Derrick Henry who turned out to be awesome NFL players. It's just, you know, it's, it's all about the, the player who you're, who you're actually backing up. So at this point, I think I can wait on, on some of these guys. Um, still looking at some receivers here, Cortland Sutton, Elijah Moore, Nico Collins. Now this is a spot where, I would, I'm going to take a home run swing and I'm going to go with uh, Michael Thomas. I know he hasn't been on the field the last couple of years, but if Michael Thomas is competent, that's a, a really good player. If he's healthy, he's a good player. So Michael Thomas is the pick there. I feel set at the receiver position, Michael Thomas, George Pickens, and then the three starters, Mike Evans. Keenan Allen and Jalen Waddle. Quarterback is Justin Herbert. Running backs, we have uh, Saquon, Najee Harris, uh, DeAndre Swift. Okay, as the uh, draft heads into late round 11, you know, at this point we're looking at highest ranked players available. or guys like Tyler Algier, James Williams, uh, Aconquo, uh, Deontay Foreman. But again, I got Foreman and Roshan Johnson and, and Khalil Herbert all kind of stacked together. So, you know, this is where I would like to get my hands on some of those Bears running backs, because I do feel like at least one of them will break out. I don't think this is going to be a three-way split kind of situation. I could see Deontay Foreman having a lot of value. Think, you know, LeGarrette Blunt several, you know, years ago in New England when he didn't have many rushing yards but he was a, just a battering ram at the goal line, which Jamal Williams did last year in Detroit. So these are things that that I'm I'm sort of looking at as as we get closer to to my to my pick. You know, some other players uh, with high upside that are available, something like Zach Charbonnet, Quentin Johnston, Zay Flowers. I like a lot of these. I like a lot of these uh, tight uh, – besides the young tight ends, I like a lot of these young receivers as well. You know, especially that Zay Flowers group. Um, you know, if you're looking at young guys, Jackson Smith and Jigba, I really like him, Quentin Johnston – I don't love him, but I like the situation a lot. And then there's that grouping. It's uh, Zay Flowers, Jonathan Mingo, John Mechie, Rasheed Rice. These are all guys who could have a ton of potential landing in a good a good place. But what I'm probably going to do here is this is a spot where I'll take Ezekiel Elliott. Um, this will give me more flexibility. He will sign somewhere. He's not retiring. This will give me more flexibility at the position. Because at some point, he will sign somewhere and he will most likely have some value. You know, by week, by week I could plug him in, uh, provides a little bit of safety. Now, if this was a real draft, I might have prioritized Ezekiel Elliott a little bit more uh, because, you know, I would have been looking for the, the security um, as opposed to doing nothing but taking flyers. All right, so now we're into round 13, obviously rounds 14 and 15. Uh, this is the range where I start to think about team defenses, Um Highest ranked defense, highest ranked defense at the moment is Green Bay, followed by Cincinnati. You know, Kansas City on a lot of platforms is is, is highly ranked. I'm not I'm not a big proponent. Uh, there's a lot of defenses that I want no part of. So when I'm trying to break a tie with with defenses, I I want to know who who are they playing early in the season, right? So this is something that I would have prepared ahead of time. Kicker will be my last pick. You know, taking a look to see if there's any, this is where I I, I would like to take a young tight end. And I'm going to take Michael Mayer, my highest ranked uh, rookie tight end. So took Michael Mayer. And now in the 14th round, my plan will be to take a defense. I'm going to look at, the defenses that are available compared to week one of the NFL season, because my intention would be to stream defenses. I could pick up another defense for, for week two, you know, and, and and play that game. So just taking a look at the NFL schedule for week one, Okay, we got the Chiefs hosting the Lions. Not not a great spot for either one of those defenses. Uh, Bengals host uh, Bengals and Browns, Bucks and Vikings, Texans and Ravens. You know, Ravens defense is long gone, but that's that's a defense that I would I'd would be taking a look at um, if I could get them. You know, late in the draft, Panthers and Falcons. You know, Panthers pretty good defense. Falcons offense is not great. But Carolina's defense is already off the board. Cardinals and the Commanders. Uh, I think the Commanders would be a a good a good defense to look at. Yeah. So a lot of defenses are already off the board. Just looking at the ones who are available, who has the best matchup? Packers at with the Bears. That's that's a pretty good, but it it's not a guarantee just because of of how uh, Justin Fields played. Cincinnati, as we just talked about, is playing the Browns. I like that matchup. So Kansas City, like I said, against the Lions, not an ideal uh, matchup. New Orleans uh, is playing the Titans. I don't know what to make of that one just yet. Um, I'm not sure exactly what the Titans are. Anything with Derrick Henry, I'm going to sort of shy away from a little bit. Seahawks and Rams I'd like to know what the the Rams situation is. so for for week one for the for the purposes of week one, I'm gonna go with the Cincinnati defense looking ahead, they play the Rams week two. That's not a bad matchup. so I'll go with, with Cincinnati uh, to start to start the season as my defense. Now, when you're playing the game when you're playing the game of of waiting on on players, uh, one of the things that I really like to do is I really like to look. Are any of my guys injured at the moment or likely to start the game on the injured list? If they are, I'm not drafting a kicker in the final round. I'm going to take another player because I know that I'm going to be able to stash that injured player on my injured list if my league has it. So as of right now, uh, I'm going with uh, Greg Leg, the New York Jets. And Greg leg Zerline, will be my kicker. Uh, obviously, huge leg. Offense should be significantly better. I think he'll have plenty of opportunities to score. Uh, so that wraps up the this mock draft. We'll do this again, um, hopefully out of the third spot again, so I can experiment with a little bit of a different roster construction. Today we went two running backs early as opposed to the receivers early. Um, hope you enjoyed. We'll be back uh, next week. And uh, make sure to subscribe, uh, give us a, a five-star uh, review on whatever platform you listen on, um, Apple, Google, uh, Spotify, whichever one it is. I appreciate uh, taking taking the time to listen. Please give me a follow on Twitter. It's B O'Donnell, W-N-S. So that's on Twitter, two N's, two L's, and W-N-S as in Winning Never Sleeps. Or the July 6th episode Have a good day.